Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me again. Today, I want to talk about... I want to talk about inbound, inbound selling. That means deals coming to you. But more specifically, I want to highlight a problem because that's what I do. Highlight problems and figure out how to solve those problems. Today's problem is channel switching. Now, this is a phrase you need to become familiar with. Whether you're in sales or marketing, understanding channel switching is important. Now, what do I mean by channel switching? There are several ways a customer can buy from you. There are several ways a customer can buy from you. So again, let's pretend you're offering some type of service. Maybe it's a SaaS type of product, or maybe it's just some online product or services that you sell. doesn't matter. Let's say it's an enterprise, medium-sized business, whatever. But what happens is there's several ways a customer can get access to you. So let's say that I have a question about a product. Now, typically what will happen is I'll go to the website. Right? Go to the website and I'll look for the information. And if I can't find the information, maybe I'll jump on a chat. Right? Jump on a chat, ask the question. If I'm not satisfied with that, maybe I'll call in. That is the essence of channel switching. I started on the website by itself looking for the information and myself to self-serve myself. I could not find the information, so I switched channels and I went over to the chat box. Right, So I started talking to the chat person, and that didn't work, so I switched channels again, and this time I went to the telephone. So web, chat, phone, maybe email, maybe a Skype call, whatever it may be, this is called channel switching. And the more a customer has to switch channels, the more frustrated they become. And this is one driver of lost business, and one could also say of loyalty and dedication to your company. And they typically do the channel switching because one, they can't find the information they were looking for. Two, even if they found the information they were looking for, maybe it was unclear, or they simply just wanted to go online, look at the website just to find the phone number, just to call you in. All this creates extra effort. Now, in the book, The Effortless Experience, there was an example of what happens, what are the true costs of channel switching? And one of the things they brought up was, what if, let's say out of 10 people, we can get two people out of 10 to serve themselves? What do I mean by that? Serve themselves, in other words, when they went to the website, they actually found what they wanted. So there was no need to jump on a chatbot. There was no need to actually call in. In other words, if two out of 10 people can self-serve themselves, find the answers for themselves on the website, how much would that save a company? And in this analysis, in the book, The Effortless Experience, they came up with certain numbers. Let's say, for example, that you receive, let's say you're an insurance company and you receive a lot of calls. And let's say the cost per call, the cost per call is, let's say, $4, $4. And let's say the volume of calls you get is half a million, right? So $4 cost, volume is half a million. By just getting two out of 10 people not to call in, you can save about $141,000. 
If the cost per call was $6, you'll save about $211,000. And if the cost per call was $8, still based on a half a million call volume, you could almost save $300,000. So there are some cost savings associated with getting people to self-serve and find the answer themselves on the actual website. But so the question I want you to ask yourself is, is if you have a website and people are not finding the information they want and they're calling in, that's costing you time, money, and also what's happening is you're increasing frustration on the customer side. But here's some other questions I want you to ask yourself. How many people went to your website, were frustrated, and never called? These are numbers we'll never know. How many people actually visited your site, couldn't find the information, so you know what, screw this, I'm going somewhere else. In other words, how much business could you be losing online because people simply can't find the information they want clearly and easily on your website? For example, let's say that I ask you the question, let me ask you the question, what is an average deal size for you? Write that number down or think about it. What is an average deal size for you? Let's say that the average customer who buys from you, and I'm making this number up, is $10,000. $10,000 is the average deal size of a decent customer. Could be 5,000, could be more, doesn't matter, $10,000. That means conservatively, if you have a website where people have a hard time finding the information they need to make a buying decision or at least a, you know, a progression, a continuation, a moving forward, advancing in the sales process. If they can't find the information, they'll just leave. And if you just lost one customer, one customer per month, conservatively, that's 120,000 a year, 10,000 times 12, right? So think about this for a second, because maybe when we look at our pipeline, maybe part of our leaky pipe or leaky bucket, as I like to call it, is the fact that we have a website that's hard to navigate and people have a hard time finding the information they need. So here's what I'd like you to do. If you can do this with your company or with your marketing team, ask yourselves the following questions. What are customers typically looking for? What are they looking for and how do we funnel them into the information they're looking for quickly. In other words, is your website designed that people can go online and find the information they want quickly? That's one. And how easy are you making it for them to find that content? And again, look at your website and then ask yourself, what can I change? What can I change on this website to make the typical buying persona, this is a, a, an ideal client, Put yourself in their position. What are they looking for when they go on the website? How many clicks does it take for them to actually get to that content? And I think this is important that you really think about this because again, how much business are you losing if you're simply losing one, maybe one customer a month, maybe one customer a week? So give this some thought. The more we can reduce the customer's effort in achieving or getting, acquiring the information they want, the more likely they are to pick up the phone, call, or reach out, and maybe 
buy something from you. And that is it for this Sales Influence Podcast. As always, leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. I always appreciate what you think. Also, check out my online sales training platform, the Sales Velocity Academy. I've talked about this too often. Access to all my videos, all my books. So if you're in serious about increasing your deal, how much money you're making every year, you need to look at the Sales Velocity Academy. And lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.